Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 9, Episode 6, titled, Who Are You Now? I think that's how it's said. Uh, Aaron, before we get into the episode this week, and before I ask your thoughts on it, we have to address the elephants in the room. Um, Yeah. Al and Joe. Who were those guys now? (laughs) Uh, I I thought we knew. I thought we knew. Yeah. Yeah. you know, the, the microphone here on, on Bald Move and Watching Dead especially is sacred. And yeah. we we handed it over to what we thought were good hands. And, uh, you know, obviously there's a mix up. Um, if you didn't catch on, they somehow um, got got watching an episode. I think it's the first episode of season four of Norman Reedus's ride also on the walking dead. Mm-hmm. And you it just know, happened to have a few walking dead characters. And yeah, it's and then it's, it's an easy, it's, I'm not going to say it's an easy mistake to make. You, <laughs> no, you gotta be a no, damn no, fool no. to make that kind of mistake. But, yeah. uh, you know, Alan Joe, they meant well. And, uh, we, we, we hustled up. This is a make good episode. You know, when we, when we blow one of our advertisers, uh, we get ten thousand dollars. <laughs> no, actually, when we blow, when we mess up one of our <laughs> advertising slots, uh, we have to do it make good. You have to do it all over again because uh, that's what you do as your stand up people. And uh, here's our make good episode uh, to cover the, the 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 ride debacle. Yeah, so. I feel like we should have made Alan Joe do the makeup episode, but I, I no, think I Alan mean, Joe might just they might not have a place uh, here on on the Bald Move yeah. Network. Yeah, it's all well and good to ask your six-year-old to clean up the kitchen, but mm-hmm. if they fuck it up and it's t- 15 minutes where company gets there, sometimes you just got to roll up your sleeves and, and do it yourself. And uh, yeah. that, that's it. That's the case of this, uh, this instance. So, so, so apologies, apologies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you want to go back and try to the, the decode, the, the ravings of Mad Men, uh, check out episode 401 of ride. Otherwise, Hey, we're here. Who are we now? What are we now? Yeah. Who, who are we now? Uh, so let's talk about this episode. What do you think of of it overall? I uh, can. I really like this episode. I'm actually starting to feel really good about Jude. Um, I think she's. Uh, I was worried that she would be annoying, um, but she seems like a real proper badass, and she's got just the right amount of sass. I really liked her interaction with the governor, which is probably a tricky thing to hit the the, the get just right. Um, and I'm, I, I even like the, the new people that I was set to not like before we went on a little vacation. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like a lot of them kind of grew on me too. Um, I still didn't think that they'd made the, the, the greatest showing in open field zombie fighting. Sure. But the, they're not, they're not, they're not terrible. No. So, um, and again, like, man, you get to see water mills and windmills and some more post-apocalyptic MacGyvering, which, you know, I'm all about. Um, I, Carol and, 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 and Zeke, Ezekiel are really cute. Uh, what'd you think, man? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, there, there's some stuff I like about this episode, but the, there's always a problem for me when yeah. they start writing kids in mm. television shows, because, more often than not, they don't write kids as kids. They write kids as adults and particularly like <laughs> uh, incisive, empathetic, um, 
you know, overly convincing adults. Um, Mm -hmm. And Judith is no exception. I felt like every line of dialogue that came out of her mouth was, you know, written on a page because it was uh, by someone who was 40 years older than her. Like, it never feels quite right unless they're trying to write a kid as a kid. Um, And so, you know, it's a minor thing. Like, I ultimately don't care that much, but uh, it does take me out of it. Um, I, I did like the new people. I think for the most part, um, they did a good job with that. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, on the whole, I'm very pleased with the way this episode's going. And I'm actually really intrigued with what they're going to do with the governor. I'm not the governor. God damn it. What are they <laughs> going to do with uh, Negan? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, he's just going to be the tutor of the community. The Judah tutor. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get started with the recap. Uh, Michonne has a voiceover. While we see, while we kind of catch up over the last, what, seven years, eight years? It's like, how old do you think Judith is now? I'm I'm pegging her more of like eight to ten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she was probably three or four when we jumped forward. So we got like a four or five year time jump. Maybe oh, she was? Damn. Maybe she was three. I don't know. It's really hard to tell. It's like kids from two to four. Like two to four, four to seven, eight to ten. Uh, once once they hit 13, they start like shaving and shit and it gets easier to, to tell. Yeah, Judith's going to uh, start shaving real soon. Yeah, she is. Um, <laughs> uh, her legs, armpits, come on, you know, she's going to go in the apocalypse. Who's shaving I, yeah, in the apocalypse? Yeah, you know what? You know what? It, I, it seems like all the ladies are still keeping it up, but I, I, I yeah, don't, I don't know I why. Yeah. It just yeah. seems like an added burden. Like they're so worried about natural. optimizing everything else. They're. They're not going to be like, maybe we should stop, you know, the whole artifice of society, (laughs) of modern society. Yeah. Like uh, the blacksmith works 60 hours a week and 59 of them are fashioning razor blades for. (laughs) Right. I bet he's uh, great. Everyone everyone that wants to. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone that wants one can can get one sharpened. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, there's the voiceover. Daryl's gone back to nature. He's sleeping and fishing and killing zombies in the woods. Which, you know, you got to give Alan Joe credit where it's due it's not like they were way off base with the idea that Daryl would just go off and, and and find himself or something. Like I, do you have any idea like what the feel like, is this a situation where like, you know how Carol was left at her little Carol cabin to kind of recuperate? Is this something where he's got like a base of operations? She knows where to find him if she needs him. And she's like, it's fucking time for you to stop all this and come back. Or was this a, was this a serendipitous meeting? I thought it was serendipitous. But did he actually go to Talladega sure. Raceway and and lead an apocalyptic uh, death race? That's Wait. what I'm wondering. Like if if you're so if if Daryl you know goes off the reservation and then maybe eats the wrong mushroom, you could get an episode like they described in last right. week's Walking right. Dead. And there's some pretty crazy episodes of Walking Dead in its history. So oh yeah, you know, I don't want to be too hard on the gentleman. Um, maybe but. I missed an episode. I need to go back and make sure. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, so he's he's doing his thing in the woods. Carol's let her hair go back to nature uh, while she's Hell living yeah. and farming with Ezekiel. Uh, Michonne's having a hard time coping with reestablishing society without Rick, but she's not hopeless. Um, and mm. that's kind of the, the big thrust of this scene. Before you move ahead, there's a couple of questions I have. What the fuck is the super school bus? Super is this some kind of... Yeah, man, there's like five school buses welded together. And I thought like, is this the, is there some idea that there's like some kind of train supply train that like, you know, if you're going to take like a three day drive to the hilltop to exchange goods, you, you essentially reinvented the freight train only on roads. 
Huh. You didn't see these? You didn't I, see these buses? I didn't take note of it's, them, no. It's over at the kingdom. Yeah, they've got like these buses that look like they're welded together with like kind of accordion things in between them, like a met- like a big city metro bus. And th- this and is I'm like, like uh, when you take a Hummer and you cut the front, you cut it in half and then put like limousine parts in the oh, middle. Oh, yeah. Stretch limo, stretch limo, Hummer. Sure. Okay. I don't know. I was I was like, I feel like it's... That's uh, just Ezekiel's personal transportation. <laughs> It's it's Chekhov's super bus, and I want to see what what happens with it. Hmm. Um, but I, I do. I think the kingdom looks really nice. Like they're really, you know, as it might be a rundown, ramshackle piece of shit to Carol. But as far as post apocalyptic life, it um, looks nice. Um, I, I think Jer- Carol's hair looks nice, although it doesn't look as nice as it will once she dreads it, and she will. Yeah, for she's damn sure it. dread that. You got to grow grow it out first. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Daryl roughing it out there with like the river zombies? Uh, I don't know that why seems he, like Daryl. I don't know why he had to break his his fish spear to kill yeah. that zombie. Yeah, um, he just like doesn't know how to kill things with just one thing anymore. He's got to be double blades, going to be double crossbow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, also the literal bluebird on the zombie shoulder, picking worms, giving to the baby birds circle of life. It's a little <laughs> number one, a little off the nose. Also a little uncanny valley on those birds. Oh, were they bad CG? Pretty, yeah. Like this, this mm. show cannot do animals and CG. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know why I'm not noticing any of the things that you're noticing in this show. <laughs> Buses, think, and birds, and I think you're keeping your head down, getting these notes done, and and and, yeah. and, and, and trying to make it. It's it's in and out. This is like a supply run in the apocalypse for you. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, like I honestly that that uh, uh, songbird in the expanse. Animated on a space station at one third Earth's gravity, it looked more natural than these fucking bluebirds. <laughs> I I did notice some buses. Like I noticed an overgrown bus that looks like something out of the the new Last of Us game or something. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Th- they're doing a pretty good job with the time jump. Although I would dispute the idea that that this kind of thing would only happen after a time jump, as opposed mm-hmm. to all of the time we've spent after the apocalypse. Yeah. You know, we're but that, that, how many years, like 13 years or something after the well, I think event? That there, I think it was only like three years total have passed. You know, I mean, look how old Judith was, right? Damn. Like only three years total has passed since the fall of mankind. So yeah. I think, you know, okay. you, you're probably to get the kind of overgrowth we're seeing now. Yeah, you need you need eight to 10 years. So mm-hmm. it's 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 cool. Yeah. Uh, and then, Fine, you're talking about Michonne finding her little effigy of Rick. Yeah, the, the most yeah. important thing that'll that'll stick with us through this whole episode. Uh, she finds that little sheriff figure. I was confused in the be in the cold in- open because I thought that was going to lead up to her at Rick's grave somehow, like talking to him. But it seems like she's this is kind of like what Rick had with uh, Lori. Uh-huh. Where he she she doesn't have a, she doesn't have a cell phone, but she just talks to him because like there's no uh, it'd be appropriate to have a grave marker at the site of you know Rick Grimes' heroic sacrifice to save the hilltop. Oh yeah, you know what is it? And also like I thought it was a bad omen when you see that the bridge is still destroyed. I'm like mm-hmm. oh shit, there must be still bad blood between the kingdom right where yeah they they not, say not the they king- say a rift happened yeah which, there's a physical rift yeah. Is a physical rift, but like I thought, Maggie was really making progress on this whole deal, and mm-hmm. uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna find out more next week apparently as we take the new people over there. But yeah, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame seeing everybody split up like this. Uh, so then the group finds Judith. Um, the so, so we've got a few groups uh, in the woods here. We've got our survivors. Sure. We've got 
Judith, who's the bridge between our survivors and this new group of survivors. <laughs> it, yeah, it, I don't know. <laughs> not, not intentional. Uh, she's Yeah, she's got a few random survivors uh, in tow, and she has to convince her group to help them as the walkers close in on their location. And there, there are a couple of things I noticed in this scene. For one, Aaron's hand. Yeah. He's got Army of Darkness shit happening. That's what I, yeah. He's got these, have gone full Bruce Campbell on us. And I'm like, yeah, that's not, that's, that's some kind of blacksmith special. Yeah. Where the fuck did this blacksmith get an example of a mechanical arm? Right. Right. Did they go in the, the, the Stark They're- Laboratory and get an Iron Man suit or <laughs> right. something? Because, like, it does look suspiciously like a man is just wearing a metal gauntlet over his real hand. It, it sure and, does. And much less like a prosthetic, which, fair enough. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, did you notice the other big upgrade? I, I think I know what you're going to say. Go for it. Uh, Eugene, the, the party don't quit and back, man. It just, <laughs> it just yeah. gotten longer and longer and gotten braided. This makes total sense for that guy. Full on, full on man tail now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's honestly a better look. Uh-huh. And he's also kind of a badass now, you know, mm-hmm. like he's, he's slaying zombies with the, the best of them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Eugene's still got the same attitudes as before. He's all about utility. He doesn't give a shit about how how tasty your meals are. It's all about mileage mm-hmm. on those meals. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I'm so far, I'm really enjoying like all the reintroductions to our characters. Yeah. It's cool to see because there's like a lot of like little mysteries that had a long way. It's like, holy shit, Michonne's got a baby child. Yeah. Um, and the fact that like there's a rift between uh, Hilltop and Kingdom and Alexandria. Um, the fact that Alexandria isn't welcoming to outsiders anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm struggling to put the connections between Rick Grimes death and that. And I wonder if there's another death. Cause it looked like everyone that we knew that was alive and before the time jump is still there. Is there anyone notably missing? Uh, we haven't seen Tara yet or Maggie. Yeah. I mean, no, nobody from the hilltop. Boston Rob is unaccounted for. Yeah. The blacksmith is alluded to, so I assume he's still sure. blacksmithing over there. I mean, I, is Jesus alive? Did he die? I and don't is know. he coming back? I don't know, but like it's got it. Like I'm saying, I'm thinking that like, how would Rick's death galvanize Alexandria against newcomers? That well, doesn't think, quite track with me. So I think, yeah, I maybe think it's because J- they tried to integrate sanctuary um, uh, or the saviors. She went, she, she yeah. turned traitor on, on them over that. So, and I guess Gabriel would know that. Yeah. You know, I was talking, um, do you want to talk about a little, little Rick talk? Sure. Um, I was talking to Jason, uh, Kabasi, our, our buddy over at the walking dead podcast. And he mentioned, he didn't give me any spoilers, but he mentioned one of the things that like, I guess contemporarily the fans didn't like about that is the idea of uh, so so I guess that the 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 idea is to save Andrew Lincoln for like a, a, a perhaps a trilogy of walking dead films to come and the plan the the problem with that is like the whole point of Rick's episode is he would never stop looking for his family like how the hell do you put Rick Grimes in ice in some kind of a post apocalyptic civilization civilization where he doesn't get out and find his family, kill everyone between him and his family. You know, it's like if there's just too much ground for him to cover, like, does he maybe he wouldn't know where he is? I mean, he'd be looking, but unable to find them. 
I just saying that like the idea that you're just going to go back, like if, if they flash forward four years or five years or six years, or however many years it's been, and he's still just hanging there with Chadis and oh, like, yeah. just hanging out and integrated with the thing, mm-hmm. like that's going to be uh, hard to, to believe. Yeah. Um, it's hard to put Rick Grimes on ice when his whole thing is he's not going to stop until he finds his family and the people that he loves. So um, I don't know. We'll see how they handle that if they ever do. Uh, so then we go to Jerry and Carol shooting the shit while he's working on the exterior of a kingdom building. Uh, a water main blows and Henry, Carol, and Jerry fix it with duct tape. And Henry it doesn't really Flex seem sealed. to want this job uh, of fixing yeah. the plumbing, but they don't really have the resources to devote uh, to this at, at this point. So uh, I, there's I mean, a moment where he you know, has a, an attitude with his father and gets a disciplinary action. <laughs> I think that being a plumber in Apocalypse is like being a Jedi Knight. Like every every young farm boy down on the homestead wants to go and start his training, man. Like, yeah. Because that's what his whole point is. Like we need better tools. We need better training. And he wants to go to Hilltop and learn the old ways at the foot of the master. And Ezekiel says, I'm not going to let you. Look, look, take it from a take it from a damn fool idealistic crusader. I ain't going to let you go off there. And fi- Who, um, who's the plumbing master at the Hilltop? I think it's the blacksmith, right? Like, <laughs> get out of here! The plumbing's just a plumbing's just a subsection of of <laughs> blacksmithing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you think that you think they're making PVC pipe over there? <laughs> Fuck no! It's it's made out of lead, the way the Romans intended it to be. But I, I tell you what, Jerry's looking pretty good. Did he slim down, or is it just him taking off that fucking quilt? Yeah, maybe the padding is is most of the padding. Yeah, like I, I thought Jerry was mostly padding before now, too. And he's still, to be fair, he's he's still got the thickness. But holy shit, mm-hmm. he's got some mountains of muscle under off all that quilted padding, too. Uh, yeah, Jer- Jerry's looking post-apocalyptic hot. I, I wonder if so. I wonder if they've been saving this reveal of like this actor having lost some weight mm. and and they've been like artificially inflating him with the quilting yeah, so you'd quilt, think he yeah. was still big so that when they did right. this transition it would look seamless yeah didn't hurley have the kind of the same same thing in lost where that that guy like as he got rich and famous is like you know what maybe i want to be around here for a while I, didn't he get i thought he got kind of like uh, borderline no. healthy by the end no no he's no no jonah hill for sure was it was it the I mean, opposite he, he definitely like, lost some weight just from filming in hawaii and and uh, being in you know the jungle it out yeah 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 Huh. Um, I remember he did, he did lose a bunch of weight or he did lose some weight and get healthy, but he was still big, pretty big guy. All right. Yeah. There's a moment with Carol and Jerry that I really love where, you know, he's talking about how the only thing that isn't broken here is our loyalty to you or whatever. She's the like, queen, yeah. Jerry, uh, <laughs> this has been going on for years. Uh, but she, you, I think she loves it now. Like it's oh, like yeah. part of the, yeah, she's actually like, it'd be, I think she'd be kind of sad if Jerry ever stopped calling her queen. Oh, yeah, that's the feigned annoyance that mm-hmm. that comes with affection, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I was surprised to see Henry all grown up. Um, yeah. He's... he's I, I assume they didn't take a five-year break from filming. Uh, no, I assume I it's a different so. actor. I think it's just a, a, like an Isaac Hempstead Wright kind of deal. Like, you know, if, if Walking Dead could have taken a four year pause in between like seasons for like four and five, like mm-hmm. kids like just legit. Man, it happened to my yeah. son. He was a little boy, little boy, little boy. Somewhere between 12 and 13, he's like a manlet. Uh, he's not full grown <laughs> man, but like the transformation is is happening. And it like it's it's 
crazy to look at him from a photograph of 12 months ago versus now. And I think the same huh. thing at fucking testosterone, hell of a drug. Yep. Uh, it, it hits you and you start growing up and filling out. So uh, I think he's they're just leaning into that. They, usually they suppress it. Right. You know, this right. kid's been filming on the show for like four fucking years. Uh, now there's like shit. Let's just dress him appropriately and <laughs> not have the actor stand on milk crates next to him. And, <laughs> and suddenly he's all grown. Sure. But now I like it. I like the he's he's a pretty cool guy. So then there's a walk and talk with Carol and Ezekiel and Ezekiel's having trouble raising Henry. And there's a rift that we find out about. Well, it's alluded to between the kingdom and the hilltop. Uh, Carol just says, lighten up. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Carol's weird. Carol's real weird. Um, very zen. I'm not sure how I feel about her in this episode. Uh-huh. She's, yeah. you know, she's this, and then she's what she is later in the yeah. episode. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm here to defend my queen. I, uh, from, I mean, absolutely. I, I think that is what we see later from Carol is definitely Carol, but also uh, there's this, she's back to her old Alexandria, like baking cookies sure. slash murdering yeah, cooking, people. Cooking it's, with Carol. It's, it's fully back. I'm, I'm in for it. She's uh, what she needs to be at the, whenever she needs to be it. And I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and then we go to the new survivors uh, who are taken to Alexandria where they're reluctant to enter a new community until Judith guarantees their safety. And when they enter, they're blown away by the state of it. They, they see all the, you know, they, they don't realize the progress, but we realize the progress. Yeah, um, they're saying, wow, I'm saying, wow, holy shit, look at all this stuff. Yeah, you got a windmill? That's pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah, windmill, watermill. Everyone's a shitty bow girl now. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Sadiq comes out to help the injured survivors, take them to the infirmary. Michonne rides through the gate and then gets shitty about these new members being here because they've got rules about this and they broke them. It's the rule, yeah. Uh, and it's suggested that they take a vote on whether they stay... Um, to be taken the next day. Michonne agrees and then send them to uh, holding cells in the meantime. Yeah. Um, uh, though not really holding cells, more of just kind of like, I guess, secured apartments maybe. Not even that yeah. secured because you can get in and out of them without any kind of guard. Maybe they should have. Fair. Like, I was expecting them to lock them up with the... the uh, I really when I, I thought they were going to, they're going to lock him up in the same place that Negan is. I'm like, oh, this is going to be some interesting stuff because... Yeah. He's going to fill their heads with this and that and but they didn't they didn't go there, which I'm kind of impressed with. They didn't go with the obvious thing. I mean, would you um, call a building that doesn't have any guards and you can go freely uh, holding? Hold, yeah, I, I know. Right. Or maybe she's magma or magna. Uh, maybe she's just really good at sneaking in and out of places. But still, yeah, they the don't even show stands, that, though. The facility doesn't seem like it's very secure. So, like, what the fuck is what the fuck even is holding? Yeah. Um I really like Judith's design. I like her hat. I like her clothes that kind of very reminiscent of Carl. I like the fact that she's wearing Rick's gun. She's got, I I guess Michonne's got another katana. Like, I fucking love that she does seem like she's the child of both of these people. And it's really cool. And, And Carl, like all those influences are in her visual design. Hats off to the costume designers. Yeah, it's good. Uh... I oh, am did, curious how, you know, Judith understands the emotional significance to Michonne of this sheriff uh, figure, but mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> sure. Did you remember that Aaron had a child? No. Yeah, I did. Uh, him and his husband uh, adopt like a couple of years before, because I, I honestly don't remember, but he has a kid. And is that like, a, does he have a kid the way like Michonne has a kid that happened clearly off screen or... 
Did well, I just forget that he took in a baby of somebody back you in see, season Aaron, eight? When a man and a pasta machine love each other very much. <laughs> They have a new noodle kid. <laughs> they have a noodle baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I didn't even notice that they had a kid. Boil them for eight to nine months till they're al dente, and then mm-hmm. they're ready to go. Uh, Ezekiel sees off Henry as he goes on a supply run with Carol, and Ezekiel's very worried that his son won't return. But Henry's super excited about going, and Carol encourages Ezekiel to be a dreamer, essentially. Yeah, I like that uh, Zeke complaining about his boy being a dreamer and Mich- Mich- not Michonne. Carol's like, oh boy, I wonder where he got that. Uh, oh, King. <laughs> yeah, there does seem to be um, some kind of yin and yang that they're doing with the parenting styles of Carol mm. and Ezekiel, right? Sure. Ezekiel is much more concerned about his safety and well-being Protective, and much yeah. stricter with mm-hmm. him, uh, whereas Carol is a lot more laissez-faire. And it's wild because, you know, you'd think Carol would be a little bit more protective because of all the shit she's been through with her Sophia and Lizzie and like all the, you know, kids in in the apocalypse. But I don't know. I just feel like it's a lot of positive character growth that she's showing. And, you know, she's splitting she's splitting the difference between morgalizing and being a psychopath. And I think that's what you do if you have a healthy disposition in the apocalypse. Yeah. All right. So the council comes together to decide the fate of the new survivors. Um, these survivors claim not to have a leader and they remember their friend Bernie very fondly and then introduce themselves as a high schooler, a journalist, a fighter, and a music teacher. Uh, I- I'm calling this guy Chef, though, this music teacher, because sure. that's the first thing he offers to do. Uh-huh. Uh, we can call him Chef or Teach or whatever, uh, interchangeably. Hambone. Anyway, Aaron's moved by their stories. Michonne is definitely not. She has to see the hand of one of them and reveals prison tats. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, this woman says she has nothing to hide, uh, but Michonne tells her to put her concealed knife on the table, which is in her belt buckle. And Pretty having made her sick. point, Michonne calls for a vote and walks out of the room. Yeah, stomps, stomps off. I love it. Um, yeah, that, that fucking, can I ask you a question? No. Uh-huh. Yeah, fuck no. <laughs> fucking... Borderline tyrant here. I'm not. I'm not too happy with Michelle's behavior when it comes to new people in the community. Well, she did. She did make her point and then leave. So the council votes the way the council votes. And I also is interesting that the, the yeah. makeup of the council. We have two randos. I don't think we ever have have, have met before. Hmm. We got neck tattoo girl, uh, Michonne, Gabe, Aaron, and Sadiq. Uh, that's a pretty good council. And it looks like Gabriel's like the head of the council. Mm-hmm. I like that council. That's a pretty good, that's a, that's a way better council than we had back in the prison days. Sure. Um, and I wish we'd stayed to see a little bit of the debate because I'm just fascinated by like the politics. I want to see like what, yeah. you, know, sh- you know, it's clearly there's some kind of operating government and charter. Um, I wonder if that's what the rift is. The fact that they wanted to make it like a universal charter and, you know, Maggie's like, fuck no. And Ezekiel's like, oh, I'm a king and that's illegal in this charter. So. Yeah. I, I feel like if we had, Flash forward maybe to sometime closer to where we were, um, not as many years. We might be mm. able to see more development of the society. And we could also see, you know, these survivors coming in in a time where it's still very formative because it seems very rigid now. Like they've established mm. very strict, hard and fast rules around new survivors, and Michonne is trying to enforce those, but we don't know what those are. Yeah. And I would have liked to see an evolutionary process here. Sure. But, you know, The Walking Dead skips shit like that because. Yeah. A, I, I'm not sure they're equipped to 
to handle such a nuanced topic, but B, it's not where their core audience is, which is action and moralizing. True. Uh, I also wish that Michonne could understand a little bit why somebody who's been in the zombie apocalypse for as long as they have might want to carry a belt buckle knife. Yeah. Uh, I just think, yeah. I, well, I think they, they kind of lampshade that because this isn't a Rosita saying like, yeah, Michonne knows what she's saying is a bunch of bullshit, but she's riled people up because she wants her way. You know, she mm-hmm. doesn't want these people in here because of some mysterious reason and fuck them, you know, like uh, she's a, uh, uh, she's she's a, an attorney using some dirty tricks playing to the jury to to, to get a conviction. Uh, yeah, and then she, I guess the rest of the council just defers to her. I like she makes a point, but it's a point yeah, in in yeah. a sea of points that need to be made, right? But wasn't she like a lawyer of some sort? And she's also head of security, so like I bet like her word on who is and isn't cool inside the gates probably carries a lot of weight. Uh, we we need to get Eugene in there. Do do an optical pat down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I'm right sure he'd there. have a thing or two. To say. He's right there skulking around and his knees ready to bite a dick in case anything uh-huh. gets out of hand. He's like uh-huh. the bailiff, the dick <laughs> fighting the bailiff. bailiff. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the yeah. DBV? He's off setting up a ham tower. Who authorized this? Is it weird that the only bailiff that I can think of is the bailiff uh, from Judge Wapner's People's Court? Oh, I was thinking you're gonna say uh, the dude from Night Court. Oh, Bull. The big, yeah, Bull. He's when I think of Bailiff, okay. I always think of Bull. You know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I think of whatever no name face they had in the People's Court back in the '90s. <laughs> sure, sure. Was that still Wapner? They'd replace them. Already. No, I think I think early early '90s was definitely still Wapner. Gotcha. Uh, but nobody here has any idea what I'm talking about. All right, <laughs> uh, let's move on. Gabriel's trying to repair a radio with no luck. Rosita comes in and they talk about the vote uh, along with how Michonne has changed since Rick's death and Eugene and Gabriel think they should boost the radio signal with a remote amplifier but Michonne would say that's security breach uh, so it's off the table until Rosita offers to just get it done behind her back uh, and she knocks or she shocks the world by planting a kiss on Gabriel how did this happen I don't know I have a big upgrade from sub commander yeah uh, Jadis right hell yeah I didn't even even hate J- Jadis that much but like fucking Rosita damn mm-hmm. so way to go Gabriel yeah I, I guess you know five years changes a lot yeah or however I mean, many years it's been it's a lot a lot of a lot of growth there but yeah I'm, I'm curious to see like if we'll um how we'll back because like there's also this torch that Eugene's holding and I'm like well that's not gonna be fun like what kind of yeah. fucking you know, fucked up love trying or they're trying to get to I mean, it seems like it's mostly for comic effect like no one takes it seriously um, they should they fucking should because Eugene yeah. has an entire sexual harassment police force uh, security force monitoring <laughs> Rosita does he what yeah later on in the episode when they're on the the thing he's like oh but noticing the uh whatever uh wait did, I've, I missed, I've had my little super, birds you missed a super bus and he's gone full varus with her checking on her coming and going with the Fuck little bird yeah he has all right it's disturbing I missed, I missed that i missed that that was my super bus of the episode apparently <laughs> at least i i think that's true if, if anybody uh knows differently write in and let me know but all right yeah walking dead at baldmove.com or watching dead at baldmove.com uh Get so pretty close to our feedback episode like two more episodes i think yeah, it's it's coming up pretty soon. Uh, so Michonne's talking to Rick's ghost about protecting the community, and Judith overhears her. Um, 
Yeah. I, I watched uh, what you did to protect him. Is she talking about Carl? Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I, I, I think on some of these, he's, she's talking to Carl and some she's talking to Rick. And I'm not sure. It might actually all be Rick, but it does spook Judith a little bit. Um, and they, they, they use this nicely in the end of the episode, I thought. so. Yeah, and I think they're doing some pretty good things here with setting up um, conflict, uh, you know, societal political conflict here um, with people who have differing uh, stances on things, different approaches. Um, you know, like you look at Ezekiel and Carol, different approaches to raising Henry. You look at Michonne and maybe Gabriel, different approaches to protecting this community. Um you know, because Michonne seems to be all completely focused on protecting the community rather than making mm-hmm. it happy and healthy or growing it. Um, any of the other number number of things that could make a community better. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that's one of the things they've done really good this season. And I like that they are setting up little scenes like this to pay off later on. Mm-hmm. Um, it does feel like they're paying a lot more attention to like their overall story structure and the entire, yeah. as it plays out over a season and episode to episode, which I felt like something that they haven't bothered doing for a long time in the writer's room. Yeah. Here are the highlights coming up this week on Bald Move. For Prestige, me and Aaron are still extending our Shogun Afterglow with part three of our discussion of the 1980s TV miniseries. Last week absolutely shocked our sensibilities with Lord Toronaga doing the tango. What delights and horrors will await us this week? Then for Pulp, this Friday join us for our latest prep session for House of the Dragon Season 2 as we take another look at the key differences between the text of Fire and Blood and the on-screen action for Season 1, and what they mean for the characters, story, and setting. Get your Valerian steel sharpened for the new season. You can find these and many other great podcasts by searching for Bald Move Pulp or Bald Move Prestige in your favorite podcast app. Madman and father of Mad Max, George Miller, is back with another apocalyptic tale from the Australian wastelands. This time, we're getting a prequel featuring the origin story of Charlize Theron's character Furiosa, starring the Queen's Gambit's Anya Taylor-Joy in the title role and the mighty Thor Chris Hemsworth as the warlord Dr. Dementis. Furiosa promises more high-octane, slightly radioactive action and fun. Furiosa drives into theaters on May 24th, and we'll have our spoiler-free thoughts and impressions of the film as well as a discussion of trailers and upcoming movies for everyone. But if you want to ride with us the full length of the podcast on the eternal highways of Valhalla, shiny and chrome, you're going to have to be a club member. Join today at support.baldmove.com. Get our full discussion of Furiosa and many more first-run films, plus tons of other bonus podcasts and ad-free feeds. Support.baldmove.com. Okay, Carol and Henry uh, predictably run into a situation on the road. Henry hears a woman screaming. And he runs off, luring them both into a savior trap. If only Mad Max were there, he'd be able to say, "Henry, that's bait. You can't, you can't fucking, can't, can't fucking go over that." And also, a uh, little too old to be running ahead of his only backup on this situation. You know, I know. I mean, I yeah, mean, he's, he's he's got his head full of uh, being a prince and. And uh, destined for greater things and fighting the wrongs and all that. But like, yeah, it's it was obvious that they were going to get fucked. Am I wrong to think that this might be his first mission outside the gates? 
I think you might be right, especially without his dad or, you know, a bodyguard, you know, yeah. uh, Jerry there. Cause even, uh, um, I mean, Carol's a bodyguard, but Carol yeah. is a bodyguard, but like, you know, the first time he's probably not been part of a patrol, like five, yeah, six, yeah. you know, seven uh, other nights with them. Um, I'm surprised that they're still rock. I thought that by now they would have had like some sheet metal that they could bolt over some of that plastic armor, you know? Yeah. Uh, still rocking armor the bike, looks, the knee pads looks a little new for, for how long they've been using it. Uh, I would expect that to be quite a bit more faded and tattered and, and, and whatnot, yeah. but I don't know. Maybe there's a Dick sporting goods and he's got racks of that shit left. Could be. Um, but I don't know. They're making a detour and, uh, I wonder because I thought that one woman got killed by Seaside. Like she's the one on her knees begging for her life. She's the one that was the bait. I thought like did Seaside lose their nerve? Man, you're. I think you're right. I'm, I'm envisioning the scene, and I thought Look, it was. I, the I same. thought it was D- Daryl and Maggie were walking away, and they got like 50, 60 feet away, and then the like, gunshot went off. And but I mean, I guess we didn't mm-hmm. see her, so maybe they did. Maybe they lost their nerve and. Yeah. Fuck, maybe they only F- winged her. Fired into the air, point break style. Yeah, and said, get the hell out of here. Yeah. And I want don't ever tell anyone we didn't kill you or we'll kill you. I don't, I don't know. Right. Weird. I thought she was I thought she was dead. And since she doesn't make it out of this episode, I'm I'm kind of like, why did they fuck with the continuity that way? Is it going to be a did the Walking Dead fuck up their continuity or is it going to be a story point that Seaside is not quite as hardcore as like Alexandria and the Kingdom might have been? The other possibility is they're not the same person and we're just misremembering. I'm almost positive that's yeah. the same woman, but yeah, you know, there might be people screaming into their, their sure phones right now mm-hmm. calling us idiots. Uh, but you know, we are, we are idiots. Uh, so they're trying real hard to make, <laughs> we're back to this show, this, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's something not right about that. <laughs> something not right. Something not right. Uh, this this dude. I think his name's Jed. I don't know. Is this the guy you're calling Rico Suave? Is that him? No, he's not Rico. This guy was like the the shoe <laughs> polish black. Yeah, like all black beard, all black beard and hair. Like just just you just matte black. Th- yeah, they're trying little... real fucking hard to make him a character. Like he's uh, chewing a match. Really? Yeah. There. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah, it. Really I hate it. Really, it's stupid, but I love it. Re- really making a me- meal out of this D-list savior henchman. Like, how yeah. is he the leader? I There's no fucking way he'd be the leader of this group. I don't know. Can't say anything. To, you know, he's got the fucking beard and the hair. He's just it's a monolith. He's so dark. It's like staring into the abyss. <laughs> uh, then we go to the scene I was talking about earlier with Eugene revealing to Rosita that he knows about her and Gabriel and he's less than thrilled, and they come upon a bunch of dirt in the road and point toward uh, the sanctuary, I guess. Yeah. I think that's, I think zom- that's right. It's zom- I, think it's a, I know it's a zombie herd with... Oh, no. So they were looking... Wait. I, I thought I thought what they're establishing is there is a water tower complex that they want to put this antenna on in the opposite direction the herd is going. I didn't know that it was going to... It seems like okay. the sanctuary has collapsed anyway. Like it's like a ghost town. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it seems like Eugene has a personal t- sexual harassment force uh, monitoring Rosita's whereabouts. I can either confirm or deny, but would not be surprised. Uh, also, 
we come off of what is a savior trap, a uh, scene with a savior trap, right? He gets he gets her a necklace and it's just a radio tracking collar. Oh, uh, I, I thought I thought you I thought this looked really pretty around around your neck, Rosie. Uh, Eugene, this pendant is is very big, very large. I'm not sure why, it's real heavy. Why is it beeping and blinking Flashing. red? Yeah. yeah. This antenna's pokey. I don't understand. Uh-huh. You're going you're gonna to want to have to change the battery every two to three days. It says, uh, it says full Rosita on the back. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, I, we come out of a scene that is a savior trap, and we go to this scene where there is a dirt smear across the road. My mm-hmm. first instinct is not to think walkers. My first instinct is to think trap. Yep, I'm thinking that's one of those tiger traps that's like, you know, 15 foot deep and just covered right. with leaves. And you can't take your car, your wagon across that. No way. No, no, you can't trust it. You can't trust a fresh dirt patch in the middle of a road. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Not in the apocalypse. Yeah, they'll make, that's exactly what they do. They make it look like a herd did it. Mm-hmm. Duh. They're I, I don't know man. if they cross it or not, but yeah, they go somewhere. Uh, and we go to the next scene where Sadiq says that this the injured survivor will be back on her feet tomorrow, and Prison Tats is worried that she's not in the shape to travel if they get kicked out. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm just going to call Sadiq doctor now. Uh, doctor mentions to Chef that things have changed, but he doesn't say how. Mm. Uh, it was different then. What does he mean? Good? Bad? Like, they were just surviving. Carl's still alive, you know? Like, yeah. it's like, Car- like, Rick, I don't think Sadiq would be in the group if it weren't for Carl. Um, yeah, you're probably right. And Judith is following in his footsteps that way. Yeah, which scary because, you know, I didn't Carl directly die as a result of his intervening with, with City got bit. Maybe that sounds right. I think he did. So, like, if, you know, there is some unfortunate and uncomfortable foreshadowing with, like, Judith being just like Rick and Carl. Mm-hmm. But surely they're not going to kill off. <laughs> The last scion of 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 Rick Grimes, come on now. Maybe uh, is RJ Rick's baby too? I think so. I think we're gonna. I mean that. Did he looks like track? he's about? I think. He looks like he's like three or four years old. That's why I'm thinking it's closer to three or four than like seven. Um, and he does look like he's a mix of Michonne and Rick, and the t- so like. You know, we know they're boning like crazy. So I think yeah. that, yeah, she didn't know that she was pregnant, but she she was. And that's like literally this is a this is a Shane Shane baby kind of deal. Shane came back from the grave, the father and other one. How would that even happen? <laughs> Check his lobes. Check his lobes. I want to see. I, I want to see if there's any ghostly Shane activity that explains this. Do we know the Rick even had functional sperm? No, like, is it, we don't. Are any of those children actually his? You know, I don't know. I don't know. We're not sure. Yeah, I've not seen him. I, I haven't seen him jerk it in a cup. I haven't. I haven't seen a micro microscope anywhere near those samples. That's the only proof. Uh, yeah, but no, I, I think it is. Show. I, I, I think. Uh, um, I don't know how they're going to reveal this, but like, I yeah, I think Michonne didn't know she was pregnant, but she was pregnant right as as Rick died. Must be. Yeah, has to be. Uh, so Boston Jed menaces Carol and then tells her that they can keep their wagon in lives if they, if they give them everything inside of the wagon, she agrees. Uh, and then Henry puts up a little bit of a fight, but doesn't go anywhere. Everybody gets what they want, except for the people who wanted that food. They get disappointment. <laughs> they get yeah, I, I see. I, I think it was interesting to have Henry kind of going along until they try to steal like, you know, his old man's ring right off his, his mom's feel of uh, finger. Yeah. Like he's gonna bucket that, and and of course he would. 
but Carol keeps things cool. I thought it's really actually kind of cool the way these ex saviors are using zombies as like beast of burden. Do you notice that? They they harness all these zombies to per and like just yeah. you know all, all, to get them to go where you want them to go. You just walk in front of them like that's fucking genius. Sure, like what we're I don't have a problem with using zombie manpower. It seems no. like it's an anathema to the Alexandrians, and maybe it's because it's the association with uh, you know uh, 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 the 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 savior complex. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you can't say Dixie anymore because it's associated with the racist structure of the South. Um, and maybe it's the same kind of deal. It's like it's nothing inherently wrong with zombies being lashed to uh, the because like, they're just dead bodies, right? Yeah, so it's dangerous. I mean, the, the the one objection you could have is that it's dangerous. You can't store your your zombie labor inside the walls. Of your, but what if you what if you remove their arms and jaws? Like I'm not even sure that they yeah. hadn't done that. Like if you do that, then they're just like you know, a fucking horse can kick you in the head and bite the hell out of you. Um, yeah. So it's, I'm not saying that they can't be obnoxious, but like you take off their you take off their arms and you take off their their mandibles, and I think they'd just be, you know, yeah. good good labor. No, you're not wrong. I uh, could get a you know a, a mill going. Oh, it makes a slippery slope when you're using like some form of humanity because then it's like, hey, man, what if we ran out of zombies? Well, we got some prisoners. Well, you can't use prison labor, but what yeah. happens if we just condemn them to death? Now we got zombies. <laughs> like, I, I can see there being a slippery slope to, to maybe wanting to shore up there, make some hard lines. Maybe, maybe. But it's a cool concept. Cool concept. Yeah. Uh, so Negan helps Judith with her homework while manipulating her to try and get information about the outside world tells her this story about bringing home stray dogs and how that ended badly and uh, tries to use it to turn her on uh basically everyone (laughs) and judith is not impressed with his logic or his life path and tells him that she doesn't want his life lessons only math lessons uh, and the way she said, it, I thought was pretty great because he's like, you know, tells her parable to st- strays and how she should listen to him. She's like, oh, yes. And look how great everything turned out for you. Yeah. And it's like, well, why do you want my help on your math? It's because it doesn't matter if you're a good or bad person on the inside. The numbers don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, Negan is intrigued. I'm really sh- Do you think that Michonne knows about this shit? The, the, her <sighs> using she's got to right? This isn't happening in a private area. Like the yeah. prison's right in the middle of town. Like someone's got to see her doing this stuff. So I'm wondering if I, I yeah, I'm wondering how people feel about Negan at this point. Yeah. I, well, I'm looking at Negan and I don't know how he has survived this long. Um, he yeah. was on a hunger strike trying to end his own life. Couldn't couldn't do it. You know, broken man. As we last saw him totally broken, just completely insane off the deep end. And now here he seems to have some rejuvenated spirit uh, still trying, you know, to get out of his situation, but not, not as desperate, not as insane. Yeah, yeah as I say, I'm, I'm just wondering how, because like I said, I stopped reading at the time where it looked like Carl was going to have an unhealthy fascination with talking to the governor. So I don't know how, I don't know where the fuck they're going. I don't know if they're trying to resurrect like Carl's plot here with Judith. Yeah. Um, or what, but I'm in for it. I think it's, it, it could potentially be cool. I actually kind of think it would be neat to rehabilitate the Negan in some way. Yeah. Talk about dangerous. Yeah. It's worse than keeping a walker in your yeah. town. Well, you pull, take off his arms as mandible. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Shove the bat up his ass. How much, how much, how much, how much trouble can you get into? Yeah. 
All right. Uh, Eugene repairs a repairs the water tower. No, he doesn't repair this water tower. He plants this radio on the water tower. Uh, they spot a herd approaching, and he tries to climb down from this water tower, but he falls because he knocks the ladder over and breaks his leg. And then they pretty easily escape the herd anyway. Uh, they, yeah, they're driven off their horses. Yeah. I guess he drops his bag and the horses run away for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and do you think that, like, what was the significance of him dropping the backpack? Because I felt like he might have some crucial piece of signaling gear, but yeah. I don't think they established that. And But he had this kind of like, oh, Jesus, look of horror as his bag dropped. I, I don't know. I imagine Maybe, later they're going to have to go back for it. For some well, reason. I mean, I don't know if you got the mystery of the Whispering Walkers, but I wonder mm-hmm. if, like, you you know, these... Um, do I have to pretend like I don't know what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, this is the first episode in a long time where a spoiler section makes a lot of sense but yeah yeah but i I wonder if like there's some going to be some kind of information in that backpack that might lead these this uh suspiciously intelligent walker pack uh to alexander's location yeah and which fucking proved michonne right which might set us up for a whole fucking season of morgul michelling i don't know ah no i don't want that yeah yeah we're, we're doing so well so Henry questions what happened to Carol over the past several years, uh, why her attitude changed so much about the immutable nature of right and wrong. Doesn't really get an answer. I mean, you can tell it sticks in her craw, though. The fact that they pulled that ring off her finger, like she's like, God damn these. Uh, and I, I thought there would be a reckoning. I did not think it would be this swift and savage. No, no. As a matter of fact, with when this it woman, happened, goddamn, yeah. When it happened, I thought this is a dream sequence. This is a mm. this is what she wishes she could do, but she's a different person now, and nope. so she won't. She hasn't forgotten. She never she wakes up from that dream. She hasn't forgotten how to roast fuckers. Nope, nope. <sighs> yeah, I'm not even mad. Wow. We ha- we'll talk about it when we get there. Uh, so the rest of the group is pissed at prison tats for bringing in the knife. Turns out she's sure. got another knife on her. <laughs> Uh, I think she has a third knife by the end of this episode. I, uh, we're starting to get really sketchy on the word knife, though. Like <laughs> for sure, that little thing that you cut a wine seal foil with at the <laughs> end of a buzz. Is that like, yeah, it's like, oh, like then let's see your bottle opener magma. Uh-huh. Uh, Long like, fingernails, I, knives. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got your Coke nail. Where's your press on acrylic? Come on. Come on. Hand it over. Oh, like yeah. we're, we're getting, you know, this, this is even this is even fucking box cutter technology. This is. Like, oh, you got the that one of those key knives, you know, to yeah. keep on your keychain. This like, is the kind okay. of knife that you buy for a dollar fifty at a flea market that's so fucking dull the first mm. time you try and take it out to whittle a stick into a spear or whatever. Yeah, hurt it, yourself. It, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, you, yeah. you right. You slide it off the end and slice your legs open. Right, right. Because it'll cut your th- th- thigh, no problem. Sure. You're fucking whittling <laughs> the wood? No, no. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, Crocodile Dundee would be very dismissive of this knife. <laughs> <laughs> it would it would not meet the criteria of knife for him. Fuck no. Uh, yeah, so uh, she she doesn't want to get kicked out of the community and she encourages everyone to fight to stay. But everyone else either wants to avoid a fight or try and convince them to allow them to stay, which I think is the more rational, the, the better option here. Yeah, I even like uh, Chef Man, you know, like if you're talking fight, like debate, yes. If you're talking fight, like, come on, there's yep. kids here and shit. And, and like, I mean, what are you going to self- do? 
Yeah, some self-awareness of people that have been in the shit this long. Like, you know, they they even have a reference. Like, maybe this is their Cole Porter or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, you know, they've had some kind of nasty pot. Because you've had to. You've had to. Like, that's one of the things I'm really excited about. The idea that, like, I thought it was a little kind of ridiculous and they rolled up on Alexandria and everybody's kind of like, you know, having wine cooler parties and all this kind of stuff. Um, You know, then I got to see how my fellow Americans weathered. <laughs> <laughs> a, a pandemic so maybe maybe i shouldn't maybe i overestimated humanity yeah but you know like like there's no illusions on either side like you know what are you going to do you can take over this whole fucking compound they're not you can tell yeah. they've and got a good life do, here yeah and they're going to like us five with our fucking bottle opener is not going to outdo these people with bows and spears and they look tough and all that kind of stuff Did you see that guy with the cyborg arm um <laughs> right. it was good i bet it he's was got good. a boomstick somewhere yeah, like like there's the one the kind of delusional, desperate person, but the rest of the group is kind of like, no, nah, man, you're not gonna you're not gonna do this to us. And she listened. Like, yeah. not you don't need artificial drama. There's enough drama there. No, I, I like prison tats. I, I think yeah, you know she's warming up, rightfully suspicious of everyone as you should be in the apocalypse. Uh, she wants to protect herself. I get that. You know, she has a bad idea here, but she listens mm-hmm. to reason and ultimately goes and apologizes to Michonne. Like, I yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's a good thing Michonne didn't just open the door and slice her katana, like, you know. <laughs> right. Like, I, I, do you want to knock on her door in the cover of darkness while she's home alone with her children? Like, yeah, Jesus, man, leave the mama bear alone. <laughs> you know? uh, so in the middle of the night, here's here's the Carol scene. Carol goes back for the saviors, covers them in gasoline and lights <laughs> them on fire because they hurt her son. These saviors, heavy sleepers. How heavy a sleeper you got to be to be doused with gasoline yeah. or alcohol mm-hmm. and not instantly wake up because of the smell, because of the extreme cooling sensation, because of the wetness like. But OK, sure. It, it, Carol gets to be a real fucking cast iron badass. I'm going to allow it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure I like it. Like, I, I love me, that Carol does me it. through it. Walk me through it. What's your problem? Uh, my problem is the example that it's setting for Henry. Like her, her parenting skills here. Here's my problem with it. Her parenting skills. Like she's essentially said, I'm going to hide all my true, my actions, my true feelings from my children for their own good. So I'm going to lie to them. I, I, I don't know. That seems he's still a kid. And I think that like him noticing she's got a ring back is going to signal some kind of like character development with him. Yeah, he does notice it later. But you don't, do you have a problem with the fact that she, because like to me, these people are like, I'm actually surprised that they let her go like this kind of like, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking myself out of this because these guys are saviors and they're out They're, they're you know, kind of outlaws for sure. But they do spare her and her children. Like they, they, they take, you know, it's kind of Robin Hood, like they need to eat and stuff, but they're yeah. giving, you know, they're not taking their horses. They're not taking their wagon. They're not killing her boy they did take the wedding ring that's kind of a dick move mm-hmm. but i don't know like these are all negan's henchmen that were too cool for fucking school and they hold up carol at you know and and take everything but her life and i don't know yeah f- fucking torch him like, no i mean i have no problem with what she yeah. did it's just the way that she hid it from henry and you know mm. tr- tries to put on this like her cookie face tries to put on her cookie face in front of Henry. I just, uh, I don't, I don't like lying to kids so much. 
Yeah, it's tough when you're talking about murder and the zombie apocalypse. I know. Like maybe trying yeah, to preserve. The equations just don't add up in that scenario, but. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I wonder if there is going to be some kind of like, you know, him understanding. Because um, like I said, I think you yeah. can morally justify the act. Um, I mean, burning him alive is pretty fucking metal, but, you know, I saw what happened at the save, at the sanctuary. Oh, yeah. And it's it's well within her character. I saw what happened to Terminus. So, yeah. Fucking the whole thing went up as like a giant flambe. Mm-hmm. All right. So prison tats is sneaking into Michonne's house to murder her, I guess, until mm-hmm. she realizes that she has a kid. And instead, she tells Michonne that she was right to mistrust her because of the stakes. Uh, she gets that. And then when prison tats leaves, Judas shows up on the stairs with her dad's gun, presumably fully loaded and cocked and mm-hmm. convinces Michonne to give them a chance by playing the plastic Rick figure card. <laughs> by by de- like demanding at a gunpoint. God damn uh, it, mom. <laughs> you better do what my daddy would want you to do or it's all going to turn around right now for you. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, my my standard usual gripes about adult writing for children here, but it is what it is. Yeah, and I I do think you. So you thought Magma was coming there to the kill Michonne? She's got I, I a thought, knife, I, and it's open, and like I don't know, I maybe it's open just in case anybody catches in. her. Yeah, but like, what's her did, plan? She's gonna sneak out to apologize and murder someone along the way. That's not gonna go yeah. well. No, like I said, this cover of darkness stuff. Um, you know, maybe a bad idea. Also, maybe a bad idea to surrender all your weapons uh, right before you're about to be turned out of the city gates. But yeah. You know, it's a it's a stunt, it's a it's a gambit, and it worked out in uh, you know uh, prison tat's favor. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It was also I thought the, the whoever they got playing young Judith, uh, Juder here. Uh, I really liked. You know, you you complain about the the adult writing, but I thought this. Uh, I understand you still talk to Daddy and and Carl, but I'm starting to forget their voices. Like that's mm-hmm. fucking that hit me in the feels. Sure. Um, because yeah, as like as a kid, man, that's got to be hard. That's got to be a hard memory to hold on to, especially when you're that young. Oh yeah, I, I have very, very few memories. Um, even in my uh-huh. teen years, I had very few memories of being as young as Judith was when her father disappeared. Right on. So I thought that was pretty poignant and did did the job on Michonne. Mm-hmm. Then Yujita, 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 and Rosine are chased through the woods by the herd. Uh, Eugene decides to confess his love for Rosita at this moment, but she cuts him off. It's so great. Shut up. Stop making this weird. We're all going to make it through this. Like, get, you know, fucking stop with your dick biting and your your creepy behavior. You know, we're we're going to yeah. we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Yeah, like dro- drop the fucking artifice, Eugene. Like, yeah, you've already yeah. been shown to be a, a charlatan, a, a whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. When you were in the sanctuary now, just drop it. Of course, wasn't that the thing with Eugene is like he is a little like sh- I wonder how she sees him because her and Abraham both knew he used to perv on them when they were, you know, fucking in like the library and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, I wonder if she sees him as like this annoying younger brother. But that's a weird dynamic, Ugh. too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like any of the relational yeah. stuff that's going on. But here. She's not having it. She's not having it, which I which uh-huh. I appreciate, too. Yeah, she needs to squash it a little harder, though. Mm-hmm. All right. Henry apologizes for what he said last night and thanks Carol for saving them. And they run into Daryl and give him a ride. Just, Just a Daryl detour. 
She had to know because she said that they're taking a detour to someplace special. Um, you on, might on be right. Route to, yeah, so I, I think that there was some, like she kind of had a vague idea where he's at or something. And I don't know why she's going back and getting in now, maybe. Because yeah. they also talk about this fair. <laughs> like, is King Ezekiel going to run to throw a full-on Renaissance fair? Why not? I think that would be cool to see mm-hmm. like everybody kind of like jousting and doing like medieval shit and having fun. Although it does seem awful dangerous to do in a zombie apocalypse too. Like why sure. would you engage in fake martial games when you know you're constantly fighting zombies and stuff? But uh, I, don't know. I mean, knights I did it. Yeah, I was gonna say. I just think I answered my own fucking question. Yeah. Um, but I wonder, like, is she recruiting him to be? Like, hey, Daryl, you gonna you gonna win the bow off? You know, we got all these shitty bow girls and boys, and yeah, I haven't seen seen your skill with the with the the what do you call a bow? What's a what's a f- cool name for a bow? Like, is there like a you know, there's not a there's not a lot of getting new cool names for bows like gats, heaters, six oh. shooters, smoke wagons. Uh, s- your skill with the twanger. Yeah, haven't seen cool your skills with the bow. twanger in quite some time. Come back and show the young bucks how it all goes. Uh Eugene has plenty of experience with twangers. <laughs> uh, he is a twanger. Okay, let's move on <laughs> from the yeah. Renaissance Fair. Although it would be fun to see. I think it's what they're going to do. I think straight up they're going to have like some kind of fucking rin- renaissance fest. I I would love it. I love yeah. it. It gives it's something to do Jerry's with Walker Con too. Jerry will win theme. the joust, right? For sure. I would. The, how do you unseat the mountain? I don't think you can. No. You can climb it, but you can't unseat it. That's for sure. Uh, so Michonne takes off her shirt to reveal an X scar on her back. The fuck and did she give a kidney to somebody? That's what I'm thinking. Like, did did Sadiq perform a very bad C-section? <laughs> like, I d- <laughs> <laughs> Oops. We're gonna do the C-section the hard way, right? Yeah, I wonder. I don't know. I don't. But it is conspicuous. Like, it's it's not like a zombie did that or something to her. Like, it's just I, a no. giant X. Yeah, and I, uh, I want to say that was not there before, but I don't know that we've ever seen her back. I can't, I can't remember her having that 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 or any kind of injury she took in that area. And it's so conspicuous and even like a giant, yeah. like an X. And, and wasn't she wearing like essentially a tube top kind of thing when she first showed up? Wouldn't we see that? I'm trying to think if she was wearing because I thought, yeah, I guess it's she like did a have a beard, like a beard midriff for a lot of the first couple seasons. I think Didn't so. Yeah, you? we probably would have seen that if it was there before. So I think that happened over the the jump here, the time jump. Yeah, yeah. She's got a slightly different hairstyle too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, she's kind of pushed over to one side, or or like she shaved one side of it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I was looking through some historical pictures of Michonne. Maybe she donated a kidney. That's that's got to be it. It could be, but I don't think they. I don't think that's a kid. I thought that's like a. It's it's about the size of a scar you'd have, I think. But I don't think they do an X. But maybe Sadiq need the right. extra room. Needs yeah. that room room to maneuver. It's true. He's working with the blacksmith's uh, version of a scalpel. <laughs> All they could find was uh, a Bowie it's a knife. Bl- it's a lawnmower blade or some shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is the best you can do. Well, hell, find me an example of a scalpel. <laughs> a what about the razors? The women are shaving their legs. Those are my leg shavers, Doc. Come on, don't be stupid. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this blacksmith uh, guy. N- new survivors are prepping to be exiled. When Michonne shows up to offer a compromise, they can all go to the hilltop. And Maggie might want them. I don't know. They haven't even asked her yet. Did they use Maggie's name? Because I'm not even sure. Oh no, you know that's an assumption I made. Because the other thing is like, 
wasn't there talk about uh laura what's her name uh not dern um green well who's who's maggie who no who plays maggie oh uh lauren cohen lauren cohen wasn't there talk about her having a whole other series and they might have to write her out too even as they position her so like i thought that happened already right What's what I'm saying? Like maybe like Maggie's gonna oh. die, and like and maybe that's the inciting event. There's someone else running Hilltop that we haven't, you know. She well, she definitely <laughs> can't die because spoiler alert, she's back. Uh, oh, she, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know I whether th- I should leave that in the podcast because she is coming back for this season. Oh, this so season may- being season eleven, as we're recording this. Wow, how are they going to do that structurally? Like, is she going to go visit Rick on, you know, B-Land, B-Island or something? And Maybe. And bust out together in some kind of cinematic event? I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's, that's definitely an assumption I made. She might not be yeah. around. Um, and they, they agree, and Michonne, Sadiq, and the survivors head out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's weird? Like, why, if you're not going to, you're not going to take him in, but like, Maggie might take in Strays? We're full up at this shelter, but yeah, I guess maybe her. Uh, I thought she was going to offer to let them resettle the savior complex, the sanctuary. But then when she said hilltop, I was genuinely, but I'm like, okay, well, this is, you know, may, you know, fair time. Like this might be some some interesting stuff they're going to do. Yeah. Uh, so then Rosita and Eugene decide to cover themselves in mud to somehow hide from the walkers, and while Pulling hiding, the they overhear the walkers talking. Uh, okay. So th- these are predators now. What? This, no, I'm saying like they're fucking... pulling a pre- they're pulling a predator. Yeah, like covering covering. Oh, you were yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this, ridiculous. What, what are we doing here? They've never shown that mud does anything to disguise you. Like th- right. this isn't guts. This isn't zombie guts right. like we saw in season one or whatever. I mean, mud river mud does fucking stink. You get a handful of it, and it's because it's like a lot of rotting stuff. So like maybe they're relying on enough. <laughs> other viewers to be fucking dicking around in creeks as a kid or an adult to, to understand that but like yeah but we don't know what the zombies are attracted to like if the zombies and, are just like supernaturally detecting brains or something we right they've never established anything to say that this would work and yet right. we're expected that the plot needs it to work and this is the big problem with the walking dead a lot of the time is yeah. they just have a cool a legitimately cool idea like uh-huh. I really like the introduction of this intelligent pack of walkers. Uh-huh. Um, the the idea is very cool, and I know where they're going with this. And so, See, like, this is a very cool way to reveal it. But the uh-huh. way that they got into this situation and discovered this information is just, in my opinion, ridiculous. See, I thought you were going to go the other way, that, like, well, maybe this would work against walkers. But, like, if you have intelligent walkers that are capable of, of speech and, you know, more than just presumably smell what the fuck why can they not just see that there's two muddy people in the ditch sure in the direction directly in the direction that they were running it's not like they took a left at the creek and doubled back or anything it is like flopped on flopped on the thing and then like covered themselves in mud so yeah yeah it is it is weird we'll have to see we'll have to see okay uh that's the end of the episode yeah, uh, as I mentioned at the outset, we're getting real close to our uh, midpoint of the season, in which case we're going to indulge in a little uh, mailbag. Um, depending on its size, it might be a dedicated episode or it might be just appended to the end of one. Uh, but if you have any thoughts and feedback for us, please send that into Watching Dead or Walking Dead. They both go to the same place, whatever's more convenient. 
uh, at baldmove.com, and uh, we will consider it and uh, might read it on air. Of course, we'll be back next week uh, for episode seven. And until then, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. See ya. See ya.